Hey, what's up, everyone? Happy Sunday. Hope everybody's had an awesome weekend. In this episode of the podcast, we talk about content creation. So this is geared more towards the individual who is possibly working in YouTube or interested in working in YouTube and posting some videos up to generate an audience and just continue creating content and the evolution that goes along with that. Craig asked me a bunch of questions about how I started my YouTube channel and then also the thought process behind different videos that I create whether it's how-to videos or lifestyle videos and kind of blending the two. And then before we get started in that discussion, we talk a little bit about Gunnison and the volcanoes that were previously in the area that, that formed the San Juan mountain range and how you can see examples of that, of the striation within the bedrock located in the Black Canyon of the Gunnison National Forest, which is a national park located just outside Montrose. So um, thanks for tuning in. If you have any questions or comments, you can always email us. My email is brian at coloradobackcountryadventures.com or you can go to my website, which is coloradobackcountryadventures.com. Click on podcast and there's a form there you can fill out, which will come to us as well. So if there's anything that we didn't address and you'd like to have more clarity on it, then feel free to hit us up on a message and we'll be sure to include that in the next podcast. Oh, and I also wanted to mention one more thing. Tomorrow we've got a really great guest coming on the show. His name is Tristan Higby, and he has a company to where he makes his own gear for SUV camping. And then he's got a channel on Instagram and then also on YouTube called SUV RVing. So it's SUV and then RVing. So I'd recommend you check it out. He's got some really great videos on there. And then the gear that he makes that's specific for vehicle camping, he makes it all himself, and it's stellar gear. So we'll be sure to include all those links in the podcast notes for tomorrow's episode, which will we'll be recorded in the afternoon, and I hope to have that up by tomorrow evening. So uh, just wanted to give you a heads up as to what's on tap for a future episode that, that will be coming on board within the next 24 hours. So here's episode 27. Thanks for tuning in. So what's uh? Did you do some meditation this morning? I saw your video. Yeah, I did. I that's that's my practice is is thirty minutes, um, thirty minutes every morning, and that that's my little setup right there in front of the, um, in front of that, you know, beautiful vista right there. And um, yeah, yeah it's cool it's it's a it's an interesting practice. I mean, just in general, we don't we don't have to go off on a tangent on or anything, but it, it's you know you mentioned before that you know you 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 just weren't like clear on how to do it and it's still like even even with the amount of time and and research that I've done investigating it you know I got to admit like there's there there's times there there are frequent times where I'm like am I doing this right like I I I don't know if I'm doing this right but anyway they the the thing I've just committed to in my mind is I'm just going to keep on doing it and continue to learn and continue to experiment with whatever works. So I sat down this morning and, and got my session in and at least right now I'm feeling pretty good. Right. Nice, man. Yeah. I like that Sam Harris waking up podcast app or uh, meditation app. I've been using that now I'm on the third, the third um, lesson and it's, it's good. It's like just basically teaching me how to um, just ha- how to focus and, and how to, how to relax and chill. So I mean, I, I like it and it's, it's, it's given me the, the knowledge of, of what to do, you know? 
So nice. Very, very nice. Yeah, I, I still I, I still intend on checking out that app. Uh just haven't gotten around to it yet. Yeah, it's a good one. I like it. So anyway, uh, yeah, uh, we're going to talk today about some YouTube videos and kind of give some tips and pointers to people about about how to do video creation and get things up on YouTube. And um, I've got some experience with that. I've been doing it now for roughly I've really been focusing on it now for about two years. But I posted my first video about three years ago and I, I posted it up and then I. I just never checked it like for 11 months and I got back on and I had like 100,000 views. I thought, well, there's there's something to this. Maybe I should get on there and actually focus because like if you look at that first video I did, like the audio quality sucked. I was like, like the I was holding a little GoPro in my hand, but it was inside a case. So you could hardly hear me and it was all muffled and I was I was doing it. But but, you know, it's it shows that people are interested in in cool content that's unique and the video that I posted up, the first one I ever did was a was a winter camping video. It was right after I got the four season tent set up for the first time on Mount Intero back in 2015. So it's uh, it's been a learning process up to this point, but I, I sure have fun with it. Yeah, well, I, I mean that's and that's why I wanted to pick your brain because I've I've certainly I've I've watched you you know through the last two three years experimenting with it and and I've certainly seen you improve a lot. And so as someone who's starting their own YouTube channel now, and I'm, I'm just kind of biting my, getting my teeth into it. Um, it's, I guess I just have a lot of questions, you know, and you, you've, you've been through the motions and I think where maybe the place for me to begin in asking you questions is, um, so I have noticed that there's kind of, from my vantage point, there seems to be two, there's two general types of videos that one can produce. And I've seen you produce it and I'm working with them myself. One seems to be like a how-to. So mm-hmm. we build our, we build our trucks out. We do things in various camping situations. So this is how I do it. And the other type mm-hmm. of video is more of a lifestyle video where you're sharing a day in the life of me winter camping or a day in the life of me cruising it on the road. So I wanted mm-hmm. to pick your brain a little bit about those two types of videos and and kind of dive into what's what's a successful how-to video, what's a mm-hmm. successful lifestyle video and and maybe even probe you a little bit more on what are you having more fun with right now? What's challenging you right now? Where where are you trying to push your own video production uh, skill level at this point? Yeah, okay. Well, I, I think it's important to have a mixture of both, of the lifestyle and the how-to. I, I built my audience on the how-to videos. Mm-hmm. And initially, that's how I got people roped in because it's I started talking about truck camping, and I would just I would just like be at camp, and I'd be doing one particular – thing whether it was setting up my um my kitchen on my on my on my drop down or on my tailgate or using the road shower or talking about how I charge items or the different electronics that I use when I'm out there and I tried to do it to where each individual one was was like around five minutes or less because I didn't want to want them to be too long and I also just dove right into it. Like, hey, what's up, guys? I'm Brian. Okay, today we're talking about this. Because I see a lot of people out there with the how-to videos. They'll do like this long intro of fluff. 
And I feel like you lose the audience in that in that regard when you go that route. Or with more when no, I'm not saying you, when I'm saying just people in general go yeah, that route. And I, I I I know that I'm doing things. I, I know that my my road is bumpy right now. So don't don't hold back if you want to if you want to pull out examples of something that you've seen me do um, as, you know, here's something else to consider. Um, no, no, yeah. no ego here. I've done my meditation for the day. <clears throat> <laughs> you're good. You're not, you're not going to reach to the internet and strangle me. <laughs> All right. Maybe, maybe tomorrow, but not today. <laughs> That's awesome. But no, I, I think you're doing a good job of, of just giving people a, um, a window into what it's like to be in an off-grid ranch during the wintertime in Colorado. Cause I mean, you know, there's one thing about being like last year when I was at the off-grid ranch, I was only maybe a half mile from the highway. You're seven miles from the highway on a road that doesn't get plowed. And so that's a totally different dynamic and a different scenario than what I had. I could easily get, get out of there. You have situations where you can legitimately not, not, not get out of there due to snowfall or conditions or whatever it may be. So I think that's really interesting to the audience. But I, I think that just making it relatable to people and explaining it clearly saying, Hey, this is what I do. And, and not trying to like the, I look at the lifestyle videos as the ones that have the fluff. And it's kind of like that gets people excited to look at your videos, but the how to videos have what I call stickiness to where if it's good content and it's interesting information that people find useful, they're going to watch the whole video the entire way through. Mm-hmm. Whereas the lifestyle video, people might duck out halfway through and go, Oh, that's cool. But you know, I'm not really in the mood for fluff today or whatever. So I found the the video that I have that consistently garners the most views every month and also makes the most money every month for me. I have a video that is it's the um, the six components to truck camping, and that was really the first video I ever did that I organized. Like I was like, okay, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to go through six different topics, which I think are important to truck camping, and hopefully this is well received. Now that video is pretty long; it's like 13 minutes long, which is which is much longer than the majority of my videos. But I get roughly anywhere from 150 to 200 bucks a month off that video consistently, even in the summertime, like summertime, winter, it doesn't matter. And I think that when you have a an outline, what I'll do is I'll, I'll create like a little outline of what I want to talk about and I'll have it sitting kind of like underneath the camera. So I, so I can still kind of look at the camera and if I look down, I can I can see where I'm at in my out, outline. And that way I stay on point because it's easy for me to kind of go off on a tangent. And and I feel like if that happens, I'd lose people. And so I try to I try to make it short and sweet but concise. And so those those how to videos um, tackle that. And then when it comes to lifestyle, it's like all the high fives and fun and you know cool music and all that stuff. So there's definitely I think it's good to have a mix of both because people people might look at the how to and go, man, that's awesome. I'm gonna I'm gonna follow this person because I'm I'm interested in what they're saying because it relates to whatever I'm interested in. But then you have the lifestyle videos and some people just want to be entertained. I mean, they're, they're bored on a Sunday afternoon, you know, it's snowing outside and, and, uh, they're, they're, they don't have anything to do. So they just want to get on YouTube and cruise and, and be entertained. So I, I think a combination of the two is, is really good. And then, you know, that way the, the lifestyle videos, people kind of get to know your personality as well. And you can be a little bit more of yourself as opposed to just, just giving like an educational series. You know what I mean? Yeah, nice. No, and that makes that makes a lot of sense to have a balance of the two. Um, so when I, I, I'm interested in, um, so number one, the the suggestion you've got of creating an outline for yourself, and whether you post mm-hmm. that somewhere that you can see it and, and keep yourself on track, that's really helpful for me because I also find myself 
going off on tangents and, and rambling and yada, 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 even what I'm doing right now. But, um, so what, like, can you, can you, so that the six keys to pick up truck camping or the six lessons, the six, um, whatever that is of your, that, that successful video, can you contrast that for me to a, an earlier, less successful one where, cause I mean, in general, you, you do a very good job on the fly of, uh, you freestyling it. And, and I'm, I'm not, um, I guess when I look at myself and what I'm trying to do, sometimes I, I simply look at, at my ability or lack thereof of uh, smoothly communicating in a, in a good rhythm. So again, I'm contrasting myself to you. You, you seem to just words just flow out of your mouth. Very, very easy. And I contrast that to myself where I, I kind of feel like I have, you know, I'm getting like shock therapy in the way that I talk where stuff comes out of my mouth and then I stutter and then it comes out again. So mm-hmm. what would you look at as a, as a less than good example of a, a how-to video that you did prior to that successful one? You know, honestly, I, I didn't, I didn't do any how-to videos before that. That was the first one I I I did, and so you're just naturally awesome. Like right yeah, off the yeah, I think I got lucky, to be honest. Because if you go back and look at that video, I, I get really annoyed at myself. I use the same words over and over and over in that video. Instead of saying like, "Hey, this is useful," I'm like, "You can utilize this," and I say "utilize" about forty thousand times in that first video, and it drives me nuts. But people seem to—I mean, some people clue, clue in on it. They're like, "This is a great video," but you say "utilize" way too many times, and I do. If you look at the video, it's kind of annoying. But what I did was I learned from that and I realized, okay, if I have an outline that I that I know about, I mean, you know about truck camping just like I do. And you know about stealth camping, which I think would be a killer topic to cover because so many people are interested in that. Yeah. And you could give out great feedback. And I've had people message me, be like, hey, dude, you know, I, I love what you do, but can you do something about stealth camping? And I'm like, uh, no, I can't because I don't have any experience in that in that realm. So, uh, but but going back to your question, <clears throat> that first video, I learned a lot from it, from from going back and being and and watching it and just being critical of myself and saying, okay, if I was watching this and I didn't know anything about truck camping, am I communicating this effectively? Am I making assumptions that the audience know what I'm knows what I'm talking about? Am I talking over their head? And one thing that I benefited from greatly back when I was in the corporate world is I was part of Toastmasters, which is a public speaking group. And it taught me a ton about public speaking and how to deliver a message effectively and not use as as many fillers and gaps. A lot of times people are are guilty and I'm guilty of this too. I've done it a million times on on the podcast. But if there's a space or a pause, I'll fill it with an um or an ah. And during Toastmasters, when, when you're given a, a speech and, and you, you're given a topic and you say, okay, next time we meet, you're supposed to talk about this. And so you research about it and you write a speech and then you deliver it to your peers. And it's interesting because one of the things that – one of the tasks assigned to one of your peers is to write down or, or make a mark every time you say an um or an ah or a you know or something like that that, that fills in the, the gaps. And my first – speech was like five minutes and i said it 200 times oh yeah and i was like holy shit i am just i'm saying this way too much and it was because i was nervous i didn't even realize that i was saying it and so i think that when you get those basic communication skills down 
people have a tendency to to pay more attention when it's not filled in with with those with those words that 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 occupy gaps in your speech. And actually, studies have shown that if you give pause during during a, a video or during a speech, people actually listen more intently. Mm. So there, there's like you can get online like to, it's Toastmasters International. It's just a public speaking organization. And you can, I think they have online courses now. Back when I was doing it, it wasn't the Internet wasn't so uh, robust as it is now. So you couldn't be like video conferencing and things like that. But I, I think th- I think now it would definitely be something to what that you could do it online and you wouldn't have to go to uh, a classroom setting in order to accomplish that. You also could look at at the ice lab and, and Western state and see if they have anything in there. Cause the most business, most colleges that have like a business, uh, a business uh, section of their university, they, they have those available for the students and anybody can take it. So it's, it's something I think is extremely useful to use. And then it gets you comfortable talking. And I have to remember also too, that when I'm given the video and somebody's dialing it in, it's like, they're choosing to be there. And so they're interested in the content. So it kind of takes the stress level down a little bit. And when I do the videos, I, I typically do them way in the back country. I'm by myself. I'll do it on a day when I've had like a really good morning to start out the, the, the day and I'm, I'm in a good mindset. And that gets communicated in the video itself. If I have a shitty day and I'm feeling like crap, I was like, well, I won't do a video today. Because I think that gets people can pick up on that. But when it comes to what we do with, with the off-grid living and, and the truck camping, that's a, that's a subject that people are wildly interested in. And I think the reason for that is, is, is number one, Colorado is incredible to be in. The American West is incredible to be in for truck camping. There's so much public land. The scenery itself is half of the recipe, I feel. It's inspiring as all get out. So if you're in a cool setting and you have an awesome backdrop and you set up your camera and, and on a tripod and just start talking, and people want to dial in because it looks cool. But then if you're able to, to, to make it kind of short and sweet, and my, my, my thought process with that is, is, the, is the KISS mindset, keep it simple, stupid, because <laughs> I have to tell myself that all the time because I can overcomplicate everything. Right. And so if I, if I keep it simple, then, it, then it's like, okay, the message is short and concise and people are going to stay engaged. If I start to ramble, that's where I can go into post-production. I can turn the video off and say, okay, I'm going to re- re-explain this particular thing that I went off on a rabbit hole or went down a rabbit hole with. And then I can go back in and post-production and cut the video up and, and just, just pick up where I started to, to go off tangent and then insert that new segment there. So I, f- I feel like some people feel like they have to nail it throughout the entire video. And if you look at my videos, sometimes you'll notice just a little bit of a skip in it. And that's because I, I, I spliced two videos together or took a section out of one video and put a put a new section in. So I, I, I'm still trying to figure out though, I'm still trying to figure out the way to inter intermingle the, the lifestyle with, with like a how to, cause it's, it's kind of hard mm. to shift gears like that. Cause they are very different videos. I, I think. Yeah. I, I, I think that the, all that's really, really helpful. The, the Toastmasters idea or just plugging into whatever university or community college might be in the area. Um, mm-hmm. Tapping into whatever kinds of workshops, public speaking uh, workshops, that's, that's certainly really helpful for me. Mm-hmm. Um, on the, on the editing front, you, you pointed to, you, you said a couple things that post-production you, you do go through and you make choices to cut out whatever audio you might have originally recorded and you overlay it with new audio. Um, mm-hmm. I also noticed on your 
your newest video. I haven't seen it as much, but I, I got to be honest, like I haven't, I, I'm not a voracious consumer of your videos, but I did notice that you were using subtitles mm-hmm. on this particular video that you just put out, which was more of a, a sub, uh, excuse me, a lifestyle video. Um, yeah. So that's that's also really helpful. The the idea that I can go back post production, cut out whatever I might have stumbled over, and just know that I can correct whatever I might have done with post production audio um, and subtitles. Mm-hmm. Um, on on the topic that you just brought up, the it, it sounds like now you're thinking a little bit about. So before I go into that, so what I wanted to ask you was how are you merging the how-to video with the lifestyle video? So before I go into that, though, I, I how would you – what is your definition in a really simple term – in some really simple terms of a lifestyle video and what what would you say the components are of a lifestyle video? Well, I, I think there's a couple of components of the lifestyle video. One, you want to show, I, I, I always call them like a day in the life of, mm-hmm. but it doesn't have a lesson. It's just more of like, hey, I'm, I'm out, I'm doing winter camping or I'm truck camping or I'm fly fishing or, or what, whatever, the, whatever the topic or subject matter may be that I'm, that I'm pushing out in the video. But, but I, I feel that with that, you need to have some music with the lifestyle video. And I use a website called Epidemic Sound. And it's a it's a subscription based uh, uh, music platform to where you can literally. Oh, sorry. Let me turn off my turn off my uh, messenger here. Uh, the the epidemic sound is is really incredible because it's like fifteen bucks a month, I want to say, or or thirteen dollars a month. But it has every soundbite you could possibly imagine, and tons of different songs, all different genres. You can you can. You can edit it, or you can select songs according to duration of, of the of the song. So, so like this past video I just posted of the winter camping, the video itself was three three minutes and one second long, but the audio file I selected was three minutes and five seconds long. Because what what I would do with that is I'd have the the video start out and then it the music fades in, and it brings up to full volume, and then it goes through, and then you can do a voiceover with it when you're working, I work in iMovie, which is a really simple program on the MacBook. And you do a voiceover with that and it will automatically reduce that, that, that music. And then you can start to talk. And, and then after you stop talking, the music comes back up to normal volume. And I, I timed it to where the first part of the video was using those subtitles, like what you talked about. And the subtitles I feel are good at telling the story without you having to talk. And the, the nice thing about subtitles is, is people read them and so they stay engaged. And so they're, they're like, oh, there's, let me read that. And then it goes to the next scene and then another subtitle pops up and they read that and, and the, all those different titles. And then halfway through the video, I cut to an actual voiceover to where I talked about how I, how I got water out of the creek that was iced over yep. and then how I, how I use that to, to do my laundry and then kind of how my evening went. And then I ended the video with stopping, I stopped talking about about six seconds prior to the video ending. And then the the song itself was ending and it kind of had this nice, nice ending to the song. And then it, then the video faded out to black and then the, the music faded out. And I feel that timing the video with your, with the music, as far as if there's any breaks in the music or if there's a change in tempo, it, that's a great scene 
change in in the in the video itself mm. and so you sync that audio with like a if there's like a drum beat that's really cool then maybe you could do different different screenshots of different videos at that time and it kind of goes with the beat and it's fun to do that because then then it makes the video engaging and fun and people re- see it and they're like oh that's great and I've, I've already had some comments this this one guy connor who's he's active on the channel and he's a great guy and he was like man this is a really good edit you did a good job on this and that, that's what i want to do going forward is have it to where the videos are, are more engaging on the lifestyle side because the like I was saying the how-to videos the, those are the stickiest videos I have. If you look at the duration of each one of the how-to videos, the consumption rate is anywhere from eighty to ninety percent. Whereas the lifestyle videos, the consumption rate is like fifty percent. So the lifestyle videos in my mind are like the feel-good ones, and the how-to videos are the ones where you can really engage your audience. Nice. That's really, really helpful. Um, all of that stuff. So, so what's your thought process right now on that idea of merging the two? Yeah. So what I'm thinking is, is that if you look at the previous video to, to the one that I just did now, I talked in the, in the beginning on how to set up a four season tent. And this was my first kind of foray into trying to merge the two, but I talked about how to, how to, how to clear the ground so that the ground can thaw out when it's, when it's solid ice, because in the wintertime, the ground freezes, but how, how you can clear the ground to, to put the stakes in the ground and how you set up the four season tent. And then the end of the video, it was very short and I wanted to make, well, I wanted to make it longer, but I just didn't have video content. I wasn't, wasn't really thinking about, about how much I should put in at the end. And in hindsight, I should have done more. But what I did was the first three quarters of the video was how to set up that tent on frozen ground and how to thaw out that ground within a couple hours by removing the snow and letting passive solar do its thing. And then the last part of the video was just kind of like fun stuff of Sierra and me running around and, and Sierra having a good time. And that seems to go well. I mean, I've, I've already started to notice the analytics on that video is more that the, the people staying engaged with that is more than I anticipated. So they, they didn't drop off at the end when the lifestyle came on. They, they stayed engaged through the how-to portion of it, and then they stayed engaged clear to the end. I think that one has like a 97% consumption rate, which is really good. So going forward, I, I want to try to blend the two and maybe do a how-to and then in the middle portion of it, have some fun stuff, and then end it with a little bit more how-to and then some great music. So we'll, we'll see. I'm, I'm going to play around with it a little bit more and see how that comes up. But you know, when I, when I started camping with Baron and Elsa last winter, when we hooked up in um, in Four Mile last fall, I, you know, I was like, "Hey, I'm going to set up my four season tent over here. We should all hang." And they came over in their scamp before they had their Cubic Mini installed in it, and we spent about four days winter camping. And dude, it was it was crazy, man. We cooked so much food over the stove. I mean, it was like it was nonstop cinnamon rolls, chili. Uh, cookies, buttermilk biscuits. I was making those awesome breakfast burritos every morning. I mean, I was like, guys, I got to go because I had to take like a, I did like two days where I didn't eat after that because I had to like fast to get my system. <laughs> I was like, well, every, every night we'd be like, ah, we're like, should I get, should we bake more cookies? We're like, yeah. And we, <laughs> you know, we, we nicknamed it survival food. We're like, hey, I'm going to go to town to get some more survival food. And we come back with like endless amounts of treats. But, um, you know, when I was camping with them, they do an excellent job with lifestyle videos. Like mm-hmm. their video, Elsa is the one that does the post-production on it. And I've been talking with Baron quite a bit lately as to their their new videos they're doing with the winter camping and the scamp. And 
they're floored at how people embrace the winter camping videos. And and I was I was telling them, I'm like, man, when I when I do the winter camping in the four season tent, those videos take off. They posted a video four days ago. It's got eighty seven thousand views already. And wow. and they're like, they're like, this is crazy. This is so awesome. But but it shows you that people are people want to view into that lifestyle. Like they want to know what is it like to be out there because a lot of people don't have that experience and they don't know many people that are doing it. So in the winter time, you have to think, okay, if I'm going to put on videos on YouTube, chances are people are going to be watching them more so than they will in the summer because the weather sucks. They're not outside as much, and they're still looking to be entertained. So what do people do? They hop online and kill some time. And if you have some good content out there and 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 you promote it the right way, where you know, if you're on your different channels or whatever it may be that, that you have for social media, if you push out your videos on all that, people start watching it. And you'd be surprised at how, how it takes off. And initially, when you get going, when I first started doing the, the videos and I was really paying attention to it and trying to make a go of it, I, I remember making a joke that after the first month, I had earned 17 cents in commission. I'm like, dude, I'm going to be a millionaire. You know, <laughs> I was just making fun of myself. But I had people like Joe Robino from the Bushcraft guy and and a few other people online were like, hey, keep after it because, you know, there's there's real money to be made in it. If you do it right, people would enjoy it. And YouTube pays commission on it to where if you build up your library of, of videos, cumulatively, it can be a lot of it can be a, a nice, nice little kick of, of money every month. Now, granted, YouTube has changed their their algorithm to where it's not as financially beneficial as it used to be, I guess, is the best way to say it. So you, these people that were making replacement income with it and, and making $100,000, $200,000 a year on videos, that's been dramatically decreased. But if you're still looking at like six or 700 bucks a month in commissions from videos that you make about what you're currently doing, I mean, why, why wouldn't you want to go ahead and invest in that over the long term? And the way I look at it and, and the way it was explained to me was that Okay, if you're an author and you write one book, do you think you would make a killing off that one book? Well, probably not. But if you're not, if you're an author and you write a hundred books, well, then cumulatively together with the sales of all those books and the and the interest in all of those, you could make it to where it's it's a successful endeavor financially. So I look at it as like the long game, and uh, and, and like I was saying, I'm, I'm still learning as I go, but it seems that looking to others and what they do and seeing what's successful for them and then incorporating it into to my kind of uh, presentation of the videos seems to be working well. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Um, would you describe the the video that Baron and Elsa did recently? Was that a lifestyle or was that a how-to um, type video? It was lifestyle, but they also talk, uh, they do a good job. Elsa does like these awesome voiceovers and when they're doing what, what I call like, you know, the B roll film to where it's, it's just scenes like there's not necessarily any effort towards education. It's just like, Hey, here's the stove and here's the, they've got this cute dog. His name's camp and here's camp running around the snow and stuff like that. Elsa will use that opportunity to talk about different things. And in this last video, I, I'll have to go back and I've only watched it once, but the, the video prior to that, she was talking about how when she's out in the forest and in the wintertime, you know, a lot of people have questions about how to use the restroom out there if you're, if you're dispersed camping. And she talks about it and, she, and then she talks about, hey, I take my toilet paper and she's like, don't ever throw your toilet paper on the ground, always pack it out. And she said, and what I do is I put it in the stove and just burn it. And so it's like it has an educational component to it as well. 
and then they talk about uh, the the wood that they're harvesting and they make it fun. And I think that's the cool thing about having a couple out there. Like I'm solo. So it's like, I can kind of only joke a little bit, you know, I can't do it a ton and like bounce it off somebody, but they do it. They have really good dynamic and good chemistry on, on camera to where Baron was like sawing with his, with his handsaw, this, this pine tree that they had found that had fallen over that, that had been dead long enough to where you could burn in the stove. And they talk about how different sizes of wood burn for different durations in that, in that cubic mini stove. And that's, that's good information for somebody who may be considering, getting a cubic mini stove, whether it's for their van or for their RV or for their, uh, camper. And it's just little, little bits of information like that. I think keep people engaged. So they've done a really good job of blending the, the educational component or the how to with the lifestyle. They, they do a much better job than I do. Hmm. That's interesting. Um, one, one thing that I've noticed in your videos, um, and, and maybe it's something that you've just started, but I, even in your most recent video, I like how you forecast what the next video is going to be like, because for me as a viewer, I'm like, oh, I definitely want to watch that next one that he's doing. Mm -hmm. I think it's important to do that because then then you set up the audience for the next video and they know what to expect and then they're looking for it. So it's not like I've, I've followed some channels to where one day there'll be fly fishing or, or, or on the river kayaking. And, and the next day they're talking about, you know, how, what, like what their stove set up or whatever. And it's okay to be all over the place, but if like they, if they would queue up what the next one is, then I would be looking for that. And I think what, what I would like to do is get into more of a rhythm to where it's like, okay, in the next two days, within two days, I'll post this one. And I don't do that. Sometimes I'll, I'll go and I'll post like three or four videos in one week. And then, and sometimes I'll be absent for an entire week. And I feel like I lose the audience a little bit with that. And so my advice would be for anybody who's, who's looking to, to build a YouTube audience, because it, it, it can build fast. I, I've been shocked at how my channel has attracted visitors. And I'm, I'm by no means um, a trendsetter with this or blazing the trail. But within the past two years, it's, it's gone up to almost 18,000 people that follow it. And, and it seems like I, I get a really good response from folks, which is, which is fantastic. And so there is a true audience in there if, if people invest the time. Uh, also, too, I think it has to do with relatability. I've, I've seen some channels to where I know some people that have some extremely good information, but they just don't present it in a compelling way. And as a result of it, their channels fall flat. Mm-hmm. And so I think that watching other people that seem to have it dialed in, Clue, picking up on on clues or, or, or cues that they do when when like maybe it's a an editing uh, uh, feature or what am I trying to say here like a like a like some sort of something that makes their videos unique because anybody can can turn on their record button and talk and so what what is it that sets their videos apart and and look in their in their comments underneath their videos is there anything that people are queuing in on that, that they find interesting? Is there something in there that they love? A lot of people love dogs. And and since I've been in, incorporating Sierra more into my videos, I get so many comments about that. So I would say definitely get Rue and yours and maybe start out your video with Rue doing something awesome like that. Like that video when, when you had Rue standing on the, uh, on the Ottoman and, and you're like, you're like, Rue, what are you trying to tell me? He's like barking or something. You're like, are you hungry? And he's like, rawr, 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 and he went crazy. Like that's a great intro. 
you know? Yeah. And, and something like that, just to get, just to hook people in like that, that would be a great intro for like a lifestyle video or even, or even a how to, you know, what's it like to travel with dogs. Uh, that's a great intro for that. And so I think, I think that looking at other channels, another channel I look at is uh, Tristan Higby's uh, channel. It's, it's SUV RVing. And so he, he's been full-timing out of an SUV and it's a smaller compact SUV. And this dude's like a minimalist master. And he has an excellent way of explaining what he does. And he, he'll just take the camera and just hold it out in front of him and just talk. And, and he goes through all these different things. And he does an excellent job of, of starting out the video and talking about what he's doing. And then he goes to an adventure and does something fun. And he, he just, I think, you know, if you're out there and you have a tripod, a tripod is essential. If you have a tripod, then, then you can videotape yourself like hiking. You can be hiking away from the camera and all that stuff. So people like to see activity with the video. I, I feel that I do when I'm out there checking out stuff. So um, does that does that kind of answer your question? I kind of got off. Yeah, off no, that's that's there. really really helpful. And and maybe maybe in the show notes, what we can do is is you can put a full list of. Uh, channels that you follow, like from a, a director's standpoint, you know, that you study and and learn okay. from that, that would be really, that'd be helpful for me, but I'm, I'm sure it'd also be helpful for the audience. Um, yeah. You know, another channel that I really like is, is this guy from, I think he's down in Louisiana and he's just really a funny dude. And he goes out and he does these insane bushcraft videos and makes a bunch of his own gear. And and does some fun stuff and and it's the channel really big monkey one and and it's really big monkey and then the number one and that guy he'll sit there and he'll do like hour-long videos and people just eat that up because it's so awesome what he what he he does but it's really really slow moving video but it's as far as you know he'll just let it go and he won't do like a fast forward on any of the editing he'll just let it run and he'll build stuff he'll build like bushcraft shelters in the backcountry when it's super cold and I've learned a ton from him. That that was actually before I hit the road. I used to watch that guy all the time on YouTube when I was bored. I think I might have picked him up. He's he's done like you know building a shelter with a fire pit in the middle of it, and yep. there's really no there's there's no talking on it. It's just watching him build the stuff. Is that is does that ring a bell? Yeah, he'll he'll do a, he'll do some talking, but but the most most of it is just him building things and. And I think he used, sometimes he'll have somebody with him. You can tell somebody's holding the camera, but most of the time, I think he just sets up a tripod and just goes to town. And the the ingenuity that he has in his videos, those are impressive. And that was the first person that I remember looking at on YouTube and going, and this guy has like a huge audience and people seem super engaged. And I don't, I haven't followed him too much as of late, but I, I'll, I'll probably get on after this, after we get done with this podcast and check out some of his videos, but super entertaining guy. And, and just, just kind of somebody that I, that the first person that I really realized is like, wow, you can, you can build a huge audience with, with YouTube and it's, it can be successful. And then for, for me, as far as my analytics go on my own website, YouTube's one, YouTube is one of the primary drivers for traffic to my website. So I'll get like, I would say 700 to a thousand unique users per month from, from YouTube. Wow. Yeah. That's my website. Yeah. That's impressive. So it's, and it, and it just continues to grow the more that you put out there. Cause you, you think about it, like if, if you go to my truck camping video, I've got, I've got everything broken down into playlists now. So okay. if somebody wants to just look, if somebody wants to look at all the truck camping videos, then what I'll do when I upload a video is in the, in the lower right hand corner of the upload page on YouTube, you can say, 
it says like, do you want to put this in a, in a playlist? And then you can drop down, you get to drop down menu. And if there's not a playlist, you just create one and you title it whatever you want. So mine, of course, is truck camping. And I think now I've got like 67 videos in that playlist and people will just dial on that playlist and just start going one after another and just dum, 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 just down the list. So that's, that's good. And then you can share that with people. You can say like on your website, Hey, if you're interested in truck camping videos, here's the series. If you want winter camping videos, here's the series. If you want off grid living, here's the series. Then you can organize your videos in that way. And then on your main page of your channel, you can, you can have those different ones listed. So if you, if you go to my page on, on Colorado Backcountry Adventures on YouTube, you'll see that there's different segments. Like there's a video initially when you come to the page, which is the, off, the typical day at the off-grid cabin from, from last year. And then underneath it, it'll be an upload series. And then underneath that is a winter camping series and underneath that like truck camping. And so all those videos can be organized in a playlist, which you can then put on your page and then have your page look completely robust with all these different topics. Very cool. That's, that's really, really helpful. I, I, I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm curious now, I, I kind of want to connect this back to your conversation with Mia Voss and, and just the general idea of being an influencer. So I, I think in one form or another, you and I are interested in either informally or formerly, uh, formally being an influencer. So in other words, encouraging other people to get involved with how we're doing. But if, mm-hmm. as you think about the, the, um, I mean, above and beyond, um, your YouTuber, YouTube subscriber base. And as you think about sponsors, getting sponsors and, and developing relationships with different groups, mm-hmm. um, how, does it change the way that you think about video production or, or does it not? And I, I'm, I'm thinking right now to the the video that you just put out where you did um, you did put in there some of the BioLite products um, that you've been working with. And yeah. I thought that that was an effective um, demonstration of how you are using those things. But in general, I am curious to hear your overall thoughts and thinking about how do you do do you do anything different as you think about formally becoming an influencer, a brand influencer, um, and and so on. Yeah, I, I think I think it's important to keep that in mind if you're repping certain products. For example, like with BioLite, when they sent the solar home panel, or I'm not the solar home, the the solar panel ten. And then the the charge forty with it. The solar panel ten is that is that is that panel that folds out, and then it gives ten watts of continuous power, so you can charge devices in real time. And then it also has a little battery on the back, a battery bank that you can store some energy in. And I think it's like roughly about half of an iPhone charge in that little battery. But then the charge forty that has like I think I can do the iPhone six times out of that thing, and that that's the one that doesn't get affected by the cold. So I set it outside, and like like I said, that one night it got down to eleven degrees, and in the morning the battery is still at a full charge. So I was like, okay, that's impressive because I've I've always had problems with batteries in the wintertime losing their charge when it gets super cold. So my deal with BioLite was I, I said, hey, if you'd be interested in me doing a review for that, then shoot me some products, and I'll I'll include them in some videos. So that's why I included it in that one is I wanted to give them a shout out. And when I do those videos, I want to make sure that they're, they're consumed. They're the, the information and the content is something that could be consumed by everyone. So I don't, I don't cuss in it. I don't have any 
any weird information. I, you know, I, I'm a little bit more mindful, a little bit more PC, I guess, if you will, about what I'm doing. And I think that, that if you're going to work with an actual sponsor who's going to pay you, then that comes with the strings attached, like what we've been talking about and offline about, well, you got to watch what you say. You can't mention other products, you know, a competing product. It kind of hamstrings you a little bit. And that's, that's why I'm so much more interested in the Patreon route and having it crowdsourced because that way I can be legitimately true to everyone. Like we were talking about like WeBoost, regardless or not, if they were to give us a free booster for the cabin, I'd still promote the heck out of those guys. Cause that that's the only booster I found that works. Like that's a legit product. And whether or not we get any financial compensation or product compensation, I'd still tell people like if they say, Hey, which cell phone booster should I get? I was like, go with WeBoost. They have the best stuff. But I think that, people need to be careful about attaching themselves to a particular brand because it's, if you're, if you have a sponsor and they say, Hey, we want all of your videos to be about our content. Well, how much, how much stuff do they have? Can you talk about Is your channel going to putter out because you run out of subject matter? Mm-hmm. You know, that's a, that's a real possibility. And so the whole crowdsourcing way of, of getting, um, financial backing, I, I think is, is more attractive. Now, now granted that's a much more long game and it takes a lot longer to build up, that crowdsourcing to where it can be beneficial financially. But I think in the long run, that's the way to stay truest to your videos and also just to what you're doing, because then, then you can freestyle. Like you and I've talked about, I I like to use that term a lot of freestyling. You can freestyle on whatever content you want to put out there and you don't have to worry about big brother looking over and saying, well, you should have done this in your video or you should have done that. And we're paying you and we expect this and we expect that. I would rather have it to where it's just, I pump out, original content that looks truly authentic and mention the companies that I may have collaborated with in some respect, but not have them be the quote unquote director behind the final cut. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. That makes, that makes quite a bit of sense. I I haven't investigated this, but has, does Mia have a, her own YouTube channel or is that just not something that she goes into? I don't think she has YouTube. What she does is she does a lot of uh, live casting on, Facebook, and then she's huge on Twitter. She's got a massive Twitter following. That's something I just got into this week. I just started to put my Twitter channel out there, so I need to get cranking with that. But she doesn't do the YouTube as much. She does a lot of Facebook, a heck of a lot of of Twitter, and then she does some Instagram stuff, but I I think the Twitter is her main driver. Gotcha, yeah. No, because I just – I keep on returning to her as a a really good role model for all of this stuff. And and again, whether or not – I want to go the brand ambassador route that that she's really doing very well. Regardless, mm-hmm. I I still learn a lot from from her example. Um, so anyway, that's that's why I bring her up. Um, yeah, she, she's done a great job. I mean, she's got that niche dialed in, and for her to to really to really key in on the on the on the women the the thirty five to sixty year old you know women like group, I guess if you will. And, and the fact that they influence 85% of the purchase decisions, I mean, who wouldn't want to reach that market? Yeah, no, no doubt about that. I, I, I wouldn't mind reaching that uh, that market, if, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just uh, I, I, I just removed myself from about half the market out there, right, For as far as my... Yeah, like, okay, come well, on, dork. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Well, you know, I'm freestyling, yeah. Brian. I'm, I'm following your lead. I'm freestyling. Hey, man, sometimes you hit a home run with the freestyle. You got to do it. 
You know, I, I would say that that looking at any of these things, I, I'll see a lot of people that will that will be super energized to do videos or they'll be super energized to 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 put content out there. And then after three or four months, they'll just drop off. They'll say, well, nothing's hitting. And I'm like, well, yeah, but you only gave it three or four months. It's a long game. You have to look at it as a long game. Anytime that you're wanting to build an audience with your original content, it's not going to happen overnight. And it may take two, three, four years for it to really materialize. And so I started to notice that once I cued in on the truck camping and just stayed consistent with different ideas of putting things out there, like I was saying before, here's how you set up your, or here's what I use for my camp kitchen. Here's what I do to clean my clothes. Here's, here's, here's what I do when it rains. Here's how I set up a tarp off the back of my truck. Just information for people to consume. They seem to really, to really like that. If you, if you have a certain uh, focus or theme that your channel's about, and that way, if people come there, they know like, hey, oh, you, oh, you want to look at truck camping stuff? Well, I've been watching this one individual on YouTube. You should go check them out, and. Then you build up that audience and they stay loyal to what you're doing. And then you can introduce new ideas into it that maybe relate to it or in some capacity. Because you don't want to have it to where you have a channel about truck camping and then another one about, about say, you know, investing in the stock market. Like, like that, that wouldn't go well on the same channel. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, these, these people that I see that bounce around all over the place – and, and you'll, you know, you'll get on there and you'll see some videos of people that in, in one area, they'll do great, but then they do another video and people say, hey, what are you talking about? That's not what you do. You know, it confuses the audience. And so I think it's important to put yourself into like the, like, what, what would this look like to the people that are currently following me? And, and not to be overly critical of yourself, but that way you can at least kind of make sure that you're on point. Because I think a lot of people think, well, I'll just put a video out there and it'll be great and people will consume it. There was this guy a long time ago on one of the one of the off grid prepping groups that I was in a while back, and I ended up getting out of it because it just got a little crazy. But this guy on Facebook was like, "Hey, I, I'm I, you know I live off grid, and I'd I'd love to do videos. So how do I set it up?" So I kind of gave him some advice on how to set everything up on YouTube. And what he would do is he would put videos of him just driving down the road, like just a dash cam. He's like, "Hey, I'm going to the grocery store. Uh, I'm going to this lake." It's like nobody wants to watch that, you know. Why would somebody watch that? There's, there's no reason whatsoever. So it's, it's, and then, and then after a while, he got frustrated. He's like, oh, this, there's no money in this. I can't, I can't do it. I was like, well, you're not putting out anything that anybody would want to watch. So it, just, just to be mindful, like, don't put out just useless things or useless videos or useless content because that's not going to engage anyone. Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. Um, no. My, my, my thought process right now of, of everything that I'm doing is really, you know, I, I am, uh, yeah, I'm interested in figuring out ways to generate income from this stuff. But more than that, what's really driving me is I, I'm just interested in getting good at this stuff. I'm I'm interested in becoming a better storyteller. And so I that I feel will give me a give me the legs to play the long game that you're talking about. So I'm not I'm not so focused on my analytics right now. I'm not so focused on, well, you know, when am I going to be able to hit that, that YouTube threshold so I can start making money? Really what my focus is, is how, how do I get better at this and mm-hmm. just generally enjoying my own self-improvement? And so for me, that, that removes the pressure and the stress and, any any sort of like well this isn't working for me because 
really all I want to do is get better at it. And mm-hmm. then, like we were talking about in um, a couple podcasts ago, I, I really do embrace that idea of, you know, who are my who are my diehard fans? And so, you know, I look to people like my family and my close friends. And as long as I'm getting, you know, like, oh, dude, that was funny, you know, or they're talking shit about me. Mm-hmm. That's all the feedback that I really need in order to keep on working at this stuff. Well, that's a good mindset because I think a lot of people go into it with the wrong intent. When I first started really going after this, it wasn't to make money. It was just to, like you said, get better at video production and get better at telling a story. And the nice thing is, is in the past, if you wanted to tell your story before the internet became a thing and before YouTube really got going, if you want to tell a story, you'd have to hook up with some sort of producer and they'd they'd have the connections in whether it was the television world or the radio world or whatever. And that, that barrier to entry was almost impossible to penetrate. You had to know people. And now it's to the point to where anybody that has a video camera or some audio recording software, whatever it may be, can produce a podcast. They can produce a video for public consumption. And then you can put it out there and you let the public decide whether or not they want to follow. And so it's, it, the game has changed in that respect. You know, 20 years ago, what we're doing wouldn't be possible unless we had connections at like ABC or, C, or, or NBC or whatever, or different, different uh, TV networks or, or radio conglomerates. Now you don't have to rely on that in order to get your name and your, and your message out there. So I think that the internet and just the technology that, that, that is available has made that barrier to entry available. Uh, it's broken down that barrier for everyone. Yeah, totally. I, I agree. And thank goodness for that. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding, man. So. Well, you got any, any, any final tips? I, I do really, really appreciate you. You sharing some of the, uh, the tricks of the trade because, um, I'm definitely learning from watching your stuff, but this was a helpful uh, conversation for me. And oh, if, cool. Yeah, if any anybody else is out there wanting to get into this stuff, um, and I, I, you know, I mean, I'm I'm already starting to connect with some of the people that you've connected with, um, mm-hmm. just by you know putting out the small amount of stuff that I have. So anyway, yeah. I appreciate it. And in, any any last words of wisdom on the subject? No, I, I would just say just just remember to think of it as a long game and don't put something out there just to put it out there. Put something out there that's relevant and and actually has has content or if it's a lifestyle video, that's actually something that's interesting. I, I think some people get in the mindset of, oh, it's Tuesday and I haven't posted for three days. So I need to put something out there and to put out something that's subpar. And you don't want to do that. You know, you want to make sure that whatever you put out there has a little bit of substance behind it. And so looking at it as a long game and not focusing on the money, rather focusing on the content and just focusing on improving your game. You know, if you, if you go back and look at the videos I did initially out of the gate, they're horrible compared to what I'm putting out now as far as the production quality, but, but people still embrace it. And so it's interesting. Your audience will kind of clue you in on what they're, what they're looking for. And and you'll get, you'll get criticism. I mean, that's just the nature of social media. I just had some guy message me now about, do I have a maid service and a butler in the back country? Cause I'm, cause I'm a pussy on, on YouTube. And it's like, all right, dude, you're, you're just looking for a reaction. I'm not going to respond. You know, I just, I just take comments like that and delete them. So I'm like, what's the point? But no, you should have said, yeah, it's your mom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, something getting a fourth grader argument with them. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, uh, but you know, another thing I've done too, is I went back yesterday and, 
in the details of the show notes for all of the episodes that we've done is I've, I've put the links to on mine. I've got the links to the different social media that I've got and then also my LinkedIn channel. But then on yours, I went ahead and I, I linked up your website and then also your YouTube channel. And then if you could send me the link for like your Twitter and everything else, I'll, I'll put that in the show notes as well. And that way, if people are coming to the site and they want to see, you know, what you're up to, they can just go to the details within their podcast player and just click on the YouTube link next to your name and then it'll take them to your channel. So, so shoot me all your stuff and I'll go back and update that and, and get it all out there. And then going forward, we'll have those links out there as well. Sweet. Thanks. I appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. I'm getting more comfortable and figuring out more of the features available within the podcasting RSS feed that I, that I send over to populate all the podcast players. And, oh, and just to let people know, we're the 131st ranked outdoor podcast in Argentina. So woohoo. <laughs> yeah. That's uh yeah, there's, there's a little feather to put in our cap, huh? Yeah. For all I know, there's only 131 outdoor podcasts, but at least we're ranked, you know? So <laughs> yeah. Okay. Que bueno. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so anyway, well, cool, man. That's all I've got. Do you have anything else? Thanks. No, this is really, really a helpful, uh, helpful conversation for me. And, and hopefully people will start to see a little bit of improvement in, in what I produce. So thank, thanks, Brian. I appreciate, uh, appreciate sharing the wisdom. Yeah, man. If you need any help or assistance, just hit me up. I mean, I'm always willing to offer, offer advice and I can, I can walk you through stuff. I'm pretty familiar with the iMovie on uh, that comes preloaded on the Macs, and you can also get that on your phone and you can you can actually record or or i'm sorry uh, edit videos from your phone too if you're out in the field and you don't have your computer with you so technology is making it all possible right on right on cool dude well i'm gonna i'm gonna get back to eating some donuts before the chiefs game so <laughs> all right well four thousand. <laughs> yeah good 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 luck with the football this afternoon all right dude i'll talk to you later all right later